0: Modern Mystic Shop has just turned three and over the three years we've been in business, we've been able to work with people in person to help find the exact right tools for transformation and healing that they're looking for. But now that our virtual community has expanded through this podcast, we've lost the ability to consult one-on-one. That's why we've created a really fun quiz at modernmysticshop.com. It's just a few funny questions like picking your favorite Beyonce quote to help guide you to a collection of tools and products that can help you the most right now. So head over to modernmysticshop.com and take the quiz at the top of the website and find the personal solutions for wherever you are at life at this moment. When you find what you need, use code PODCAST to get 10% off your order. And as always, subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast with the modern mystics in your life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight and I am your podcast host and Modern Mystic Shop owner we have another out-of-town guest. I actually know Amy. It's really interesting. Uh, One of my Dear, dear friends, Leslie McAllister owns an amazing metaphysical store called Juju in Pittsburgh. And she and I met very synchronistically. And I've been up to Juju a few times to teach classes and to do readings. And Brandon has come with me. And every time I go up there to teach a class, since Juju is a little bit of a smaller space, not conducive for classes, I go across the street to Amy, our guest's yoga studio. And so that's how I got to know Amy. She was so gracious in loaning us her space so that we can come and teach classes about tarot and ritual magic and all the stuff that Brandon and I love to teach about. So now we actually get to host Amy this week, and I was so excited to hear that she was coming through Atlanta to teach a Sunday school class. So let me tell you a little bit more about Amy. Amy is a yoga teacher who owns her own small private studio in the Point Breeze neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's called Samara Yoga Studio. As someone who has struggled with chronic pain and health issues, she enjoys helping others find ease, strength, and joy in their body, mind, and spirit. Gentle and restorative yoga, along with pranayama and meditation, are some of her favorites to practice and share with her students. Prior to opening her studio, Amy worked as a department director for the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, a pediatric rehabilitation facility and school for children with special needs. 25 years ago, she began working there through a work-study program at the University of Pittsburgh, where she was earning her degree in English literature. Amy assisted by working hands-on with children and young adults with multiple disabilities and autism. Working with these children and their families, Amy quickly saw the trials and tribulations of daily life put into their proper perspective. Wow, what an amazing, amazing journey for her. Now in this class, Amy's gonna guide you through how she weaves the principles of yoga and tarot into her personal practice. She discusses how both are valuable tools that allow for self-reflection and allow you to embody the essence of their wisdom through practice. Crystals and stones are your beautiful allies from the earth. They assist in taking this wisdom out into the world as the authentic you. With these tools, you won't just be surviving during this hectic, chaotic period that sometimes accompanies the holiday season, but you all will be thriving. So without further ado, we have yoga and tarot and crystals. Oh my, with Amy Haid.
1: My name is Amy. I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, not originally. I've moved around a whole lot. Um, it's been a long time. My brother lives down here in this area, and so he very nicely d- picked me up from the airport this morning, and uh, we're going to hang out together for a few days. Because, Yeah, so that's, that's really nice, because growing up, I was almost like an only child, because he and my other two siblings are a lot older than I am. So... <laughs> Like 14 years or something like that, but um, anyway, so yeah, so it'll be good for us to spend a little time together. And then from here, I'm gonna leave in a couple of days and go down to a yoga ashram, the Shivananda um, yoga. Has anybody heard of Shivananda as a tradition of yoga before? Yes, okay. Yeah, it's been around a long time. There's a lot of people. um, It's one of those popular styles of yoga and traditions of yoga, like, all over the world. So, last time I was at the ashram was about five years ago. Um, Yeah, and I just met so many people from all walks of life, from all different parts of the world that were there on holiday. So, it was really interesting. And the thing about Shiva Nanda yoga is which I really, really like for lots of reasons, is you do a lot of Shavasana. And if you're familiar with yoga, is anybody here not familiar with yoga and and terminology? And it's okay. if I just want to know so then I can explain more. But everybody knows what Shavasana is, lying in Shavasana. So when you go into a shivananda yoga class, it's usually two hours long. And you start by laying in Shavasana um, for several minutes. So you come in you lay in Shavasana and you just sort of let your mind go, get centered and kind of let everything clear. And then as you go through the yoga practice, every few poses and you can add your vinyasas in if you like, you go into a Shavasana again. So you're allowing your body that time um, to acclimate and sort of absorb everything you just did to and with your, bo- your body. Um, so it's a really nice way to um, experience yoga. Um, I have had a lot of medical stuff in my past. I've had breast cancer and a couple of broken arms. And when I was younger, I tore the connective tissue in both of my hips and had surgery to get that repaired. Um, So I've been through, you know, dealing with a lot of pain and and things like that, so of course, the more vigorous styles like Ashtanga Yoga, um, which I do have a certification in, but now that I'm almost 50, it's just not, you know, the style of yoga for my body and all the injuries and things like that that I've done, so... And the yoga that I do now, I really pull from a lot of different traditions, and I like the ones that you do take a pause, you do lay in Shavasana, you do sit and center and breathe and meditate and check in and turn that third eye inwards on you to find out what's going on inside, what's going on in your own body. And I feel like that Shavasana is one of the hardest poses in yoga for people to get and people are like, well, you're just laying on the floor <laughs> with your eyes closed. But if you're not used to doing that and you've seen people try to lay on the floor and breathe and like not tap their fingers or wiggle their feet or scratch their face and make all of these movements, um, then you can really tell. So it's not usually the more vigorous yoga stuff that people have issues with. It's that quieting and that thoughtfulness and that turning inward. Um, And so that's a lot of, not that I don't do more active yoga when I work with tarot and crystals, um, but a lot of it is more turning inward and connecting with your breath and really trying to quiet your mind so you can see what's going on in there and really get to know what's happening inside your own body. So um, that's a little bit about the yoga piece. I'm not sure if you guys, have you guys all been to Modern Mystic here before? Okay. Have you guys ever met Kelly Knight, the owner? She's awesome. (laughs) So I first met Kelly Knight when she was just modern mystic tarot, this was before the shop was born. She came to Pittsburgh because she has a, a family member who lives there. Um, but also a, a woman, um, her name is Leslie McAllister. She owns a little shop called Juju in Pittsburgh, and she's on Instagram as well. So you guys might, some of you guys might follow her. Um, and I've had folks from Atlanta here visit and come to the shop there. So I help her out a couple days a week. So when when uh, Kelly was coming to Pittsburgh four years ago just to teach her Tarot 101 class, she had a shop kind of like this, but a little bit smaller. And I said, why don't you teach, have her teach at my yoga studio? Because it's not too much bigger, but there's not stuff in it, right? So um, I said, and I won't charge you, I'll just trade. I'll sit in on Kelly's class and learn about this thing called Tarot, which I knew nothing about, didn't even have a deck of cards. So I literally met Kelly and tore the plastic off my first deck of Wild Unknown. Are you guys familiar with the Wild Unknown deck or not? It's right over there. (laughs) And um, it's a a wonderful deck. I have had since gone back now and I'm studying the Rider Waite deck and getting familiar with more of the traditional symbolism. But Kelly was just teaching with that deck. And so I literally tore it off and she's like, okay, everybody separate your cards into the majors, minors and your suits. And I'm just, like, looking around, like, mm. <laughs> and she so kindly came over and helped me figure out, you know, what I was doing. So I thought it was really cool when, a few months, um, she and Brandon came back to Pittsburgh. They did some more workshops, that they used the yoga studio. And I threw it out there that I may be coming down to visit my older brother. And they said, well, why don't you come down when you're there and, you know, stop in and teach Sunday school. So here I am, guys. So thank you guys for coming out. Um, Are you guys all familiar with uh, working with crystals and different types of properties that crystals have? Good, yay. All right, so when I was thinking about this, I I started, I was like, I wanna start with a tarot card. Um, And I was thinking about this time of year when I would be coming and all this holiday loveliness that would be happening. So can you guess what card I kind of pulled out of the deck and focused on for, the holiday season for us to kind of talk about through with and talk about crystals and yoga, and yoga how they connect any wild guesses okay i pulled the strength card <laughs> right because i felt like you know around this time of year and the holidays a lot of times we you know we get together with people and in situations that might be, you know, a great family or holiday or friends, but sometimes some friction, right, can happen, especially if there's a little holiday cheer, um, (laughs) hot buttered rums and things like that going around. So that really then can sometimes can make you even a little bit more fiery. And that's why I chose the Strength card. And when I first started working with it, so I'm traveling, so I didn't want to bring all these different decks with me, so I just brought the cards. So I pulled that, this is the traditional strength card here. So you guys are probably said you're all familiar with tarot, right? So we've got the red lion, and then historically she's called the white woman, basically more because she's in a white flowy dress. And can you guys kind of see what's going on here in this picture? So we've got this red lion who looks kind of happy, right? He's kind of like prancing along, getting his mane petted and (laughs) just enjoying frolicking in nature with his good friend. And so the lion in this case represents our like wild side, our animal side the white woman and i'm doing little air quotes here represents that wisdom side. And what i love about this card is they're both kind of in it together. You know, she's kind of bent over him and petting him and almost in a sense it looks like she's cl- trying to close his jaws with her hands. But they really have this nice partnership going. And so i don't see that it's that either one of them are strength. They're both strength. Because we can be both, and you need both to survive. And so that's what I see in the relationship with these two guys, is they protect and strengthen each other. So you really can't have one without the other if you want to kind of be balanced out. Um, And so that's why I thought this might be good. Because sometimes it takes a lot of strength, especially when somebody is really pushing your buttons to not say something. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit at breakfast this morning, <laughs> I me, mean, a brother and I. Um, you know, when it's you take that strength, and strength is holding your tongue, waiting for a better time. You know, that may, things may need to be said, but maybe not right there at that time, at that party, on that fifth cup of eggnog. <laughs> and what's gonna keep you protected because the thing that's gonna get tore up and most damaged when you kinda let that wildness out sort of unrestrained and untamed is gonna be you. You know, you're probably gonna be the one who's gonna be suffering the repercussions of like letting that lion's roar out at not the right time. So hopefully the other side of this, the wisdom piece, the partner of this is gonna be there to sort of say, hey, you're right, you know you're right, everybody else knows you're right, but you don't really need to <laughs> throw it in everybody's face that you're right. And so that's kind of like that, that white woman, that's your wisdom coming through. Um, picking your battles now is not the time. So that's why I drew this card. And so can anybody guess, because you guys said you are familiar with crystals and don't be afraid to be wrong or anything like that. Um, can any of you guys guess, Looking at this card, a crystal that I had pulled, because I did a little crystal altar at home. Again, I live in Pittsburgh, so I couldn't bring all my fun crystals with me. Can any of you guys guess what crystal, just one crystal that I would have pulled for working with this card? Don't be shy. (laughs) Venture guess? What, what, what? I heard something. No? What's that? Yes, the carnelian was one of them for sure. So actually what I did is I have this big long fireplace, and so I pulled out um, carnelian and my big beautiful citrine and all my little golden citrine chunks, and I made a little mandala with that. I added in a couple of sunstones Um, Because I was like looking at that lion like, yeah, because he's more like, he's called the red lion, but he's kind of like an orange. So if, are you guys familiar with the chakra energy system at all? Yeah, okay. So thinking of that and keeping that in mind, like the red lion for sure, carnelian. But he's that red, orange, the yellow, the solar plexus. Um, So that's where I pulled that citrine. So I have a big citrine. I put that right in the center of that. And then on the other side... I kind of worked with the other elements that are in this card. So the other piece of this, so we had the lion and his fieriness. So what do you think some other crystals would be to kind of work with the opposite energy of the lion? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Clear quartz is a good one. Um, I actually have a really nice double terminated point because I did another little um, crystal grid, a little mandala with that. And double terminated points are really nice to keep that circular energy flowing. So I had it there. And then around it, I also had A little bit of rose quartz. I'm not a big rose quartz, super rose quartz fan, but it does have its place. So you want to keep in mind too, when you're talking to yourself as well as others, that love and kindness and compassion and filtering everything through that, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we're just all walking around on this earth together. We're just people wearing t-shirts trying to get through the day, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I wanted to put that in there. Everything has to be sprinkled with that love and compassion. And also, a big one that I put a lot of out with this is selenite. So, selenite is that pure, soothing, moon, yin energy. So, if the lion is your yang, your heat, your fire, the lady in white is your soothing, cool, white healing energy. So these guys make a nice little team together. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then did you give the, their little crystals out? Okay. So do you guys know what the crystal is that you have in your hand? What is it? Snowflake Obsidian. Perfect. So was it back in October that day I reached out to Kirsten's. You were at a conference or something. Um, It was like snowing so hard in Pittsburgh. There was so much snow coming (laughs) down and I had been working with obsidian and I have a little, some little snowflake obsidians that I use to build crystal grids with. And I thought, ah, that'll be so perfect because obsidian black obsidian, rainbow, snowflake obsidian, they are created. Does anybody know how they're created? Volcano, yeah. So it's that fire energy. But it's also, you know, when the volcano and the lava flows up, begins to cool, it's coming in contact with earth, the element of earth, with air and with water. So you've got fire, air, earth, water, all in one amazing crystal and then it sort of comes together, that alchemy happens, where they all come together in that intense heat and create something totally new, which is that obsidian. Um, Some, you guys may have heard of Apache tear. Um, That's another type of obsidian. It just depends on what minerals are around in the soil when um, that crystal is forming and and i don't really even know what makes up the white snowflake part i just like i was pictured in my mind like little white ashes from the volcano coming down and cooling but i thought that would be a perfect crystal to represent the energy of this card because you've got that volcanic energy but then you've got that cooling of those little white snowflakes so i thought that was just nice especially around the holidays It doesn't get super cold down here, but it does get a little chilly. But a lot of times, you know, when you go into a place around the holidays and it's real warm and it feels good and things smell like cinnamon and you're having cocktails and you've got like a sweater on and then you start getting really hot, right? And you're sitting by a fireplace. (laughs) Then, you know, that's when things can start to get a little heated physically and emotionally. So I thought the snowflake would be a nice balance for that to sort of balance that out. So if you tend to be a little bit more on the fiery side, kind of keeping that crystal with you. And that's the best way to work with a crystal, is either holding it in your hand or placing it somewhere on your body. The pocket is good, but with it, holding it in your hand is the best, um, second best I feel is wearing it like in a necklace or some type of jewelry where it's like right on your body. So that is for you guys, that's my gift to you. So. <laughs> So, you're welcome. So, take that with you, you know, when you go out and about this holiday season, just to kind of remind you um, just about how important that balance is. And I wanted to show you guys some other cards. Is anyone here familiar with Dark Days Tarot? So, um, this woman named Wren does, it's called Dark Days Tarot, and it's all in black and white. But I really liked, I'll walk around and show you this one, her take on the white woman, quote unquote, and the lion. So you can see, you know, they're kind of equals here. You know, they're sort of sitting side by side. She even has like a little like cat costume on. Um, and they're more connected f- through consciousness, through the divine. So you can see in Rin's, um description, these little things that look like little birds are sort of your higher consciousness your spirit, your soul. And then you can see the, the lunar phases behind, and that adds into the mix too. So you could pro- I could probably talk all day just about the symbolism in each of, the <laughs> each of these cards, but I thought that was really interesting to see those original cards, that original writer weight from the past. And then another amazing one that I pulled out, anybody here familiar with um, Tarot of the Cat People? <laughs> Tear of the Cat People is, if you like science fiction, you will love Tear of the Cat People because, and I can't remember the woman's name who created this, but this is her strength card. So, guess there's cats on the back. So, it's actually, you're not on Earth, you're on another planet, and there's these four different tribes. So, instead of, like, the four different suits, there's four different tribes, and they have four different representations of the pentacles and all that good stuff. That's the back of the card. So. But cats are big there. They, they worship cats. They have cats. And just the art is really interesting on it. And you can even see in this one, like she's riding that cat, but the cat looks like, hey, we grew up together, right? <laughs> it's like our dog, Tank, right? Riding her around. <laughs> she still loves me. <laughs> so she's got like... Yeah, so she's just like, yeah, she's like a strong person. We're buds. She keeps me safe and I keep her safe, and that's like the back. So if you ever get a chance, check out the Tarot of the Cat People. It comes with like a whole book. It's called like the Traveler's Guide. So if you landed on that planet, you would have this Traveler's Guide to understanding this Tarot of the Cat People deck. It is a beautiful deck. It's beautifully illustrated. and so and I've got one more to show you guys, and then I want to do a little bit. We're going to do um, some breathing, some meditation, um, and then set a little intention with your crystal um, so you can take it with you and have that, you know, as your strength as you go out, not just during the holiday season, but all time. So there's a woman named Chris Ann Donnelly, and she, has just, she, was, she was creating this tarot deck called the Lightseer's Tarot. And right in the middle of it, the muse came through and the muse insisted that she create this tarot deck called um, the Muse Tarot. Have you seen that yet? The Muse Tarot? And then the website, themusetarot.com, is amazing. She's written poetry about each card. She gives you creative prompts to do artwork with the cards. And she's actually gonna be recording them, but she's written them out there. So she has all these great materials online, and it's free. Just go out there, she just wants to share it with you. There's no um, male figures in the deck, it's all female. So when you get to what would typically be the king card, the king of pentacles, it's the muse of materials. And it's this beautiful kind of collage style. So I have the strength card on my iPad. So this is her rendering, and this gives you an idea of the style of this deck. It's so beautiful. This is going to be my next deck, but I promised myself I've got to wait till 2020. (laughs) (laughs) So here she is. She's sitting on top of this lion, but again, it's not like she's like, I'm controlling you or anything. They are equal partners here. Yeah, so the musetarot.com has all these wonderful,
0: wonderful things in it. We at Modern Mystic Shop know our crystals, and we've just added a whole bunch more online at modernmysticshop.com. If you're a newbie to crystals, I recommend our pocket full collections. So we pick our favorite crystals to help with things like protection, luck, healing, and more. And then each kit comes with an insert that describes the property of every stone. These make extremely thoughtful holiday gifts, and they're just the perfect recommendation for people getting started. So head over to ModernMysticShop.com, search Pocketful to see all of our collections, and use code PODCAST to get 10% off your order. And as always, subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast with the modern mystics in your life.
1: I was looking for, I thought I saved a little poem that she had written to share with you, but I didn't. I just took a picture of the card. So, But it's all out there online for you, so really take advantage. Chris Ann's done a beautiful job with this deck. And none of these people, I don't know them, and they're not paying me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to put that out there for you. And then because I do work with, and um, I don't know, if does Kelly still mainly work with the the Wild Unknown deck? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I've recently gone back to that Smith weight um, deck. I got the one in Little 10. That's like Pamela Coleman Smith. Um, are you guys all familiar with the rider weight deck? And do you know who Pamela Coleman Smith is, anybody? Yeah, and it was about what, at the turn of the century, late 1800s, she was an artist and it was, she was kind of ahead of her, her time, she was biracial. And she was part of this group called the Golden Dawn, this like metaphysical group, and they studied all of this stuff. And of course she died penniless and unknown, and now that there's been a resurgence in tarot, people are really starting to get to know who she is, and there's a lot more information about her really interesting life out there. So if you get a chance, learn more about her. And so they've actually come out with the Smith tarot deck, giving her credit. The cards are a little smaller, and the colors are more of a muted. They're not that bright yellowy-orange, and that's her natural like uh, watercolor of the paint that she used to create that. And then I just wanted to share one more little visual here with you guys, but I probably didn't put it at the top. I might have to put this down. Would you do me a favor? Could you find the strength card in that for me? Thank you. See if she's gonna assist me in finding the strength card. So are you guys familiar with um, a meditation? It's a traditional Buddhist meditation. It's a metta meditation. You've heard of that? Have you, anybody over on this side heard of that? So it's a meditation about compassion and loving kindness. And the key to its power is taking time every day to do this meditation. So one of the very first meditations I want to guide you through is a meta meditation. Oh yeah, thank you. Okay, so this is the wild unknown and Kim Kranz is the artist. So this is her strength card. No, it's just the rose. But the thing is with this card, like if the lion opened his mouth to roar, he would lose his rose. <laughs> so hers is definitely a little bit more stylized, more artistically inclined. It's simple, it's beautiful, and it really gets the, the point across in a little bit of a different way. Isn't he cool? <laughs> All right, so what I'd like everybody to do first is have both of your feet on the floor. We're gonna do this little bit of this meta meditation. And so usually um, when folks do this your eyes are closed, but if for whatever reason you're uncomfortable having your eyes closed, you can just keep them like a little bit open and just have your gaze soft on something in front of you. And in yoga, that's called drishti. I always tell people, like, you know, those magic eye books, you know, the ones where you really have to, like, let your eyes get soft so you can see that picture coming out at you. It's kind of like that. So eyes can be closed or you can have um, looking across the room, finding your drishti. And then you want to have both hands right over your heart. And so the first part of this meditation is for yourself, and it's wishing yourself all of these beautiful things. So silently, as I say these, you're gonna just silently repeat them in your mind to yourself. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from fear. And we're gonna do that two more times. May I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be peaceful, may I be free from fear. May I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be peaceful, may I be free from fear. And now bring to mind someone that you're very close to that you love very much. Picture this person in your mind. And then silently repeat to them May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from fear. May you be happy. May you be healthy, may you be peaceful, may you be free from fear, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be peaceful, may you be free from fear. And then from here, you don't have to bring this person to mind, but just send well wishes to someone who you may have difficulty with, that you may not like very much, they may be challenging for you, so you don't have to picture them, you don't have to go there, but just send well wishes to that person, send some, maybe some loving kindness and compassion to them. And then keeping your eyes still lightly closed, just lower your hands to rest, the backs of your hands to rest on your thighs. And just breathe here. And just noticing any sensations that you feel post-meditation. begin to take a nice deep inhale, slowly flutter, float your eyes open, let a little bit of light back in. So that's just a nice way to, to start your day, whether you're doing anything with tarot or crystals or yoga, if you're just at home and you're getting ready to head out into and, and the world for your day. Um, and it's one of those things, you wanna do it a little bit, a lot. So if you can, and there's different variations of that. Like sometimes, you know, it's, it's a little bit shorter. People say, you know, may you be happy, may you be well, uh, may you be at peace. So you can find different variations and one that really resonates with you. So I would really, you know, try that. And, and again, not just around this hectic, crazy holiday time, but um, all year round, if possible. So there's, there's one option for a meditation to do with that. Um, now for the strength card. There's a couple of different meditations and exercises here. So in yoga, and I learned this in my shivananda class first, there is a pose called Lion's Roar. You guys familiar with Lion's Roar? Yeah. (laughs) I I do it a lot in my um, yoga classes in Pittsburgh and people love it for a couple of reasons because it's really helps you sort of release all of that fiery energy, you know, those things that you've got inside you where you just feel like you want to roar and you just need to do that to get that out. So it doesn't hurt anybody. (laughs) You're at home, you're safe, and and so you're going to do this little lion's roar. But then we also, because it's just fun and funny to do, we always end up laughing, which is great for you to do as much as you can. Laughter, it it really is the best medicine. So as much as you can just laugh you know, no matter kind of what you're going through, just find the joy in that. You know, even almost missing my flight today, I found the joy. Even though I forgot my telephone in Pittsburgh, I found the joy when my brother found me on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was as joyous as I was. <laughs> but, you know, but you were in the car with the heater and I was, like, standing on the sidewalk. It's, you know, that's okay. I'm strong, I was picturing that that strength card, my snowflake obsidian that I was gonna share with you guys today. So are you guys up for trying this lion's roar? Okay, so what this is gonna look like, and the people if you're listening on the podcast too, please do this along with us. So you start out just as you did before, both feet on the floor. Your hands are on your legs, hands down this time. And then what you're going to do in a moment, we're going to take a big inhale. And then we're going to come forward and roar. And when we do that, we're going to bring our tip of our tongue as far down towards our chin as we can. And you're going to look up at your eyebrows. Okay. Now don't be don't be shy. See, look, nobody's even looking at us in here. They're all looking at the Grinch. Okay, so let's get ready to do this. And I'm going to do it one-handed because I got this thing. Should I roar into the microphone here? <laughs> okay. So let's go on through. You guys ready? One, two, three. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> two more times. One, two, three. Excellent. One more time. One, two, three. Just all that away. does that feel good? Get that out of there. You might even do that in your car on your way to work before you get there. Do that at your desk. It's really good and it's also, it causes a lot of vibrations in your body. So that's really good and healthy for you because we're all, you know, vibratory beings here. You know, our blood's pumping, our valves are moving, and so we're making noise inside, we're vibrating. Um, But this gives that a nice vibration, a nice stretch, stretching your tongue out, thinking about all your glands, getting some stretch and movement in there. Sorry, I'm pointing to my glands and not holding my microphone correctly. And then the eyes looking up that high. I've been doing some eye work in my classes with um, some women, lovely women, um, and they're all attorneys and they work at the Pitt School of Law. And we've been doing things just around like upper head and neck and face and eyes. And they are like, why can't I do this? (laughs) Because they're so... I feel like they're so like, stern all the time, and they're always got their, all in their mind and in their head. So a lot of them, it's talking about the ones that um, have difficulty really kind of being still um, and clearing their mind for a shavasana, because you can see those wheels are just always turning. And it's a work in progress, but they're doing a great job, though. I love, I love my Sunday evening ladies that come. Um, so, that's the lion's roar. So, that's another one, again, that you can use, you know, before you go out, before you see somebody that might be that person that stokes your fire in the not good guy <laughs> kind of way. Get that heat, get your roar out to do that. Um, and then, I just want to do, how am I doing on time, by the way? I'm sorry. Okay. So I want to leave some time for questions and things, too. Um, so, does everybody have their snowflake obsidian with them? So, get that out. And again, you know, the hands are such great um, conductors. You've got all these nerve endings in here. And there's actually a way to stimulate your chakras by just doing your hand movements. So. You go, has anyone ever done this before? The hand movement to stimulate all your chakras? So if you stick both your hands out, your arms are straight, and then you just have your fingers wide open, and then you kind of open and close both hands. And We'll just do a little mini version here, but when you're at home, you want to you know, do this for a minute or two and really stimulate the chakras just in your hands. So this is nice too, when you want to work with sh- your chakras and you're out in the community, you're out at work, you, know, you can sit there and do, do this. People might look at you strange, but that's okay. See, nobody's even paying attention to us in here. (laughs) So let's get those stimulated. And then also, you can hold your crystal in either hand, but I would recommend your non-dominant hand. So for most folks, not all, that's their left hand. So whatever's your non-dominant hand, it's a good one to kind of hold the crystal, or you can even have it in the hand and have the other hand on top (laughs) of it. Am I doing okay with this microphone? Am I talking? Okay. She's like, well, i kind of okay. We'll have to do some editing here. <laughs> and again, so both feet on the ground. And the reason I do that is um, for grounding purposes. So we always want to be center and grounded. So if you can't sit on the floor, you know, and sit cross-legged on the floor, it's always good if you're in a chair to sit with both feet on the ground. And then you've got your crystal in your hand. And you're sitting up nice and tall here. And again, eyes can be closed, which I would recommend so you can visualize. Or if again, if that's not your thing, you can keep them softly open. And again, you're just going to silently sort of repeat this little meditation, this little mantra, that energy that we're going to imbue within your snowflake obsidian crystal. So may I have the courage to move through obstacles and difficult situations with ease. And may I have the strength to show my true self. I have the courage to move through obstacles and difficult situations with ease. And I have the strength to show my true self. I have the courage to move through obstacles and difficult situations with ease. And I have the courage to show my true self. And just keeping your eyes closed and just breathing here hearing that mantra resonating in your mind, seeing any visualizations that you may be having. Kind of taking note of things that might seem irrelevant that are popping into your mind right now. Just taking note. And just knowing whenever you need to come back to this feeling of balanced strength, Embracing your full self, your wild self, your wise self. Your snowflake obsidian crystal is now a little talisman, a little reminder for you that this is true. You have this within you and you can do this work. Just continue to breathe here, being with your thoughts, being with the feelings, being with any images. And then you can slowly begin to flutter the eyes, let some light back in, take a deeper breath. Actually, take a big inhale right now through your nose and exhale through your mouth with a big sigh. (sighs) (sighs) One more time. Great. Thank you guys for participating and doing all those exercises with me. Um, one more piece of of this, you know, thinking about bringing this all together, the yoga. So a lot of times, like for example, I had the, all these cards and all my crystals like on my little altar, which is my fireplace, my little mantle, and then I have my yoga mat set up right in front. So then I can come home. A lot of times I'll light um a little candle, like a little ritual candle. Do you guys ever saw the tiny ritual candles? Have you ever seen those? So any kind of little ritual candle that you can get, um, there's a place, a woman in Canada, I think she's out of Toronto, her little company's called Tiny Ritual. And she hand rolls these beeswax candles and she Im- embeds a little um, crystal down at the bottom of each one and it has a little wrapper on it and so I got her strength candle and you unpeel the wrapper and it has like the little mantra about like strength and then she has one for love and protection. They just, she just put a holiday out, one out called mirth. It's a beautiful like cranberry red, it's really pretty. But I had that like right in the middle and I had my crystal little grids and mandalas all around it. So then I would light my candle, meditate, do some of those things. Probably roar like a lion a few times. And then I might just sit in meditation, like just working with my crystal. Um, And depending on how I'm feeling, if I feel like, and I'm typically, my whole life, I've been a low energy person. Um, I have depression and anxiety that I've been on medication for for a long time. Um, So that plus. My yoga practices and meditation and working with tarot and working with crystals, just as all these tools for self-development, tools of divination. Meditation is even a tool for divination, right? Because, you know, the divine is within us all. Um, So it's not something that's other or without. So the divine is out there, but the divine is also within us. So working with all of those things. Um, So it really depends on what the card is, what the energy is. If I feel like I need a little bit more fiery, I might do some sun salutations, and I might do some twisting, um, maybe some very gentle backbending. Um, Again, I teach a lot of gentle, restorative, and healing yoga, so I like to use props and bolsters. Had modifications as much as possible um, for that. But really you can do this kind of work, you know, with any of the cards. And if you're newer to tarot, like I'm a little bit newer, even though I had my first class with Kelly four years ago, a year probably went by before I actually picked them up and really started working with them on a regular basis. Um, So even to get to know them, like pull one, some people pull one a day, but if you're gonna really get in and work with it, I would do at least um, pull one card a week and have it sitting out. And maybe and if you, if you love crystals as much as I do, you know, build a little grid. And I just sort of do it intuitively. And it's just a nice, and that's very meditative for me, is, you know, building, you know, this and thinking about where I need to improve in these areas or where I'm awesome in these areas, right? Because it's not always because we're broken or there's something wrong with us or anything. We need healing just throughout our regular day, our little soul and our aura get little tatters and little holes in them, right, from different experiences and, and stressors and maybe some of those people that you sent your well wishes out to, those ones that can be kind of like little pickles, you know, so, <laughs> so you could use it in that sense. So does anybody have any questions or anything they, they do that they want to share, anything that they want to add or ask me about? I'm happy to answer any questions about anything. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That would be great. I love it. I love it. And a lot of people, they think, and she was talking about asking about chair yoga. Um, a lot of people immediately think chair yoga is just for senior citizens, it is not. Um, um, BKS iyengar he wrote this really awesome book with these wonderful like photographs in it, and it's just all how he uses chair yoga to deepen and getting into these poses. Um, so n- another good resource would be um, Thomas Hanna Somatics. I do a lot of somatic exercises, which is working with the structure of the body, the fascia and the connective tissues. So doing more gentle, smaller movements, but getting more of an impact from them. So really working it and getting into those places, like around the pelvis and the hips where people don't think they have movement, where they think it's just one big block. Well, there's movement in there. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to be subtle, you have to relax, and you have to soften to get into those places, right? Because you can't, the more you force something, the, t- the tighter it's gonna get, and the more um, prone to injury you're gonna become. But, yeah, I would definitely take a chair yoga class. Um, and there is, again, just like regular, I'm say air quotes because there's so many different styles of yoga. Um, it can be more gentle. You can make it gentle. You can do modifications. If people have short legs, you can put blocks down so they can rest their feet on the blocks. You can bring the floor up to them. I'm definitely a proponent and a huge fan of, you know, using what you need to do because everybody's body is different. Like I found out when I had my hip surgeries, my ball and socket joint, the ball part was more oblong. And so for 40 some years until it tore, I'd been kicking and doing all this stuff and getting all kinds of impingement and tearing at my tissue. But that's not anything I could find until I had surgery. So yeah, it's not, yeah, it's definitely things aren't one size fit all. Um, So if people are anywhere you're doing yoga and they're trying to make you do something or do things a certain way No, there's always a modification Did that answer your question? Okay, sure. You're welcome Anything else anybody else anything they want to ask about they want to share we got some time Happy to talk. I flew down here. So you know you guys talk (laughs) Ask questions Do you have any questions back there in the back row? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's already asked me about the private session for this locked up neck and back and all of that. And I, Where I spent Thanksgiving with an old friend, I spent Thanksgiving evening reading tarot for her family and then doing um, yogic exercises for her son who used to play football for Stanford. Now he's a lawyer and he's all stiff and locked up too. So I'm there for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten. Mm mm-hmm sure oh yeah so she was talking about um, using these different tools for physical ailments and issues so of course yes yoga um, obviously Um, you know, people come and see me all the time. And because I've had so many injuries and surgeries and illnesses and things like that, there's a lot of different ways in yoga that you could use that. Um, But crystals, um, you know... We're all, we're all, you know, we're all girls here. It's just my brother in the back. So like one of the things, like crystals can be very physically healing. And I had this experience. So most of my life, along with all my other health issues, I used to have like really bad periods, like cramps and all the whole works. A Couple years ago, I experienced that. And I took a piece of serpentine. And I put it in my pocket, and I didn't know it was that there was, it's reportedly helps with cramps and, and, you know, heavy bleeding and things like that. I swear, and I was a Juju that day, and I picked one up out of the bowl and I put it in my pocket, and, like, my cramps went away. And that had, like, never happened in my whole life. Like, medicines didn't work, you know, I just stopped taking all of that stuff. So, if you guys have any of that kind of stuff going on, I highly recommend serpentine crystals. Um, The black obsidian, So anything that's like black, red, kind of metallic silver, hematite, those heavier things, those are all around your root chakra. And so I like to work with those too, especially because I have had, you know, the... Your perineum, your tip of your tailbone is kind of where your root chakra is, and that's kind of where my injuries were. So those can actually help, you know, with stability. Um, You know, if you've got hip issues or you've got tailbone issues, or even if you've moved recently and you're wondering why you're not feeling grounded or you do a lot of traveling and you wonder why you feel so scattered and like spacey, you maybe probably have to do some root chakra work. And so that snowflake obsidian will really help with that. Um, Another good one is, unfortunately, I've worked with um, people who've had cancer. Um, I worked for a couple of years just doing um, healing, meditation, yoga, and working with crystals and oils um, who had... um, inoperable brain cancer, glioblastoma brain cancer, and he was actually younger than me, um, but I kind of helped him sort of ease through his anxiety, because he knew he was dying, and he was in pain, and he was losing functioning, and he had been, you know, brilliant professor and written a book, and um, he'd lost all that, but he got to spend a couple extra years with his young son and his wife, and so I was able to kind of help him deal with that. But plus, you know, he was on his medications and he was on a ketogenic diet and doing all of the things. And also, and they were open to working with crystals too, which was great. Recently worked with a woman who has blood cancer before she went into the hospital. She said, what can I take with me? What's a crystal I can take? that that they won't take away from me, that I don't have to worry about losing in the hospital. And I told her red jasper. So that's root chakra, but that's physical. That's bones. That's your blood. That's your marrow, um, working with those types of things. And and different crystals have, and you'll see different descriptions, have different physical healing attributes, metaphysical, spiritual attributes as well. Like one of my favorite um, crystals to work with is scolacite. Which, um, I don't know if you guys have any Scola site here, but it's a, it, it grows in like these long needles. And then they polish it. I brought one with me. And it looks like angel wings. It's beautiful. Let me show it to you. And I, this one is like my crown, that crown chakra, that connecting with the divine, connecting with angels, connecting with past loved ones. So you can, it's, they're really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it look like angel wings? Yeah. So I went back and I got another one and I said, I can't fly with just one wing. I have to have two, one for each hand. So I got another one, but I just brought that one, that one with me for my trip, though. So, um, yeah, great question. Did that answer, was there any, a, something specific that you were wondering about or? Yeah hmm Yeah. It's carnelian for sure, citrine. Um, and then to always keep in mind, too, that I always picture that, that original with the lion and the, the woman in white as she's upper chakras, he's lower chakras, and then there's that intersection, that equilateral cross right at the heart so anything especially i had uh, carried a green kyanite palm stone with me today on the plane and that's all about that heart energy so again coming from the heart but knowing that's where all those energies integrate the fire energy um, the crown the throat the expressing yourself which the the sacral chakra the carnelian and the throat um, the Amazonite, the blue kinite, those are both centers of how you communicate and express your creativity in the world, right? So those can kind of work hand in hand. So the blue water tampers that fiery orange carnelian thinking about a volcano and lava, things like that. Thanks. Any other questions? Thank you. I just use my intuition. Um, I usually just kind of start with, you know, the feeling that I'm trying to bring in. Um, Or if I'm doing something like around, um, like the moon phase or a moon goddess or something like that, I'll start with a crystal that really kind of, says, yes, that's Selene, that's Selenite, that's the moon goddess right in the middle. And then what I'm trying to create around there, and then I'll add the other ones in. Some people, and I don't know if you guys have them here, but I've seen like those pre-made grids that you can get that has like um, Metronon's cube and like the seed of life, the flower of life. Um, I've never used that. I just really kind of go with, you know, what I have. Or I'll start with... um, like maybe an old, like I had an old dish from Greece that my mom gave me that has a chip and a crack in it, but I love it because my mom gave it to me. (laughs) And it's got like some interesting artwork in it. And so I might just work with that design. Um, but yeah, I just kind of do with whatever feels good, you know, and that's why I like when I did the thing with the citrine, I was like, I oh, kept looking at the lion, like, what else, what else? And I definitely I have this real crazy carnelian, so I put that in there. Not too much, but it was a heavy duty one. Pyrite for gold and abundance can be money and it's associated with fire, but pyrite's also an earth stone. The reason it's called pyrite is because when you strike two pieces of pyrite together, it sparks, like, flame, like little sparks shoot out. <laughs> you could smell it. But it's an earth stone, and it's one of those stones that, I always think about pyrite at your solar plexus, and it is fortifying your aura from the inside out. My analogy for black tourmaline is like that chocolate sauce that you put on your ice cream cone and it hardens, so you've got that candy shell, so it's protecting and deflecting from the outside. And then the pyrite, so talking about keeping your strength up through the season, that's a great one. That's building and, and strengthening your aura, kind of it, shooting out at you like you're like a big sunburst or a big star and fortifying that that aura around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, lapidolite. Lapidolite. <laughs> Howlite. Um, Howlite's kind of a white with like little gray veins in it. Um, selenite. Um, When my father passed away last year, as well as my client with brain cancer that I'd been working with, I would do a supported child's pose. So I'd get a big bolster and kneel in front of it, and then I'd hug the bolster, and then I'd place my hands down on the floor. I'd put two selenite palms on either side and just would, like, rest my hands on the the selenite palms and put my cheek on the thing and just kind of hug that pillow and breathe. So, yeah, usually anything that... um, you know, is that soothing and, and calming. Spirit courts, this thing, this is super healing, and this is a great thing to have if you're going to have a gathering at your home of all different types of personalities and colorful folk. Spirit courts, this is a great one for, like, community and bringing people together, too. But the very first thing when you said that that popped into my mind is this beautiful, like, lilac purple, shiny lapidolite. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. mm-hmm yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and then forget that they're there I like um, adventuring myself personally again I'm not a huge I, I some people really like rose quartz um, but I like the adventuring the green of the adventuring that's just that like green grass health that type of stuff um, she was asking about like breast health and crystals for that and I said my favorite for that to use is adventuring um, but rose quartz could be another option too. Yeah. Mm. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh.
1: Yes, for something where you're going to be like doing an interview or public speaking or anything like that, delivering important messages, and you want to say it clearly and respectful and give the highest and best message, blue kynite. Do you guys have any of that? Yeah, that's kind of a staple, blue kynite. That's one that I always keep, and a lot of people who read tarot usually always have a couple blades or a big fan of blades of blue kynite for... um, speaking your truth and delivering important messages in a clear fashion. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Anything else Kirsten that you would say for that? That's a that's I think the best one. That's the top one. Anything else? Any other questions? Anything that you guys want to share with me that you do? Yes. Yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm. moving that i would do like an, are you talking about using crystals in the sense of using crystals or all of the things <laughs> no that's fine and actually you know what i do to to just kind of activate and do all the crystals is i'll do have you guys ever done like that energy ball meditation where you feel your hands moving and take it up Take it up through all the crystals <laughs> and just say to yourself, you know, it's, it's just saying thank you. It's more of like a gratitude thing because you are thankful for all your vibrational energy that you have. So start there, thanking each part of you that is doing what it needs to be doing first, whether it's like, you know, running like the highest, you know, working really hard or kind of like low vibration. And I think it, re- it depends on what the chakra is too. Yeah, depending on how you're going to kind of treat that, because you're going to treat that, uh, an overactive solar plexus a lot different than you treat like an overactive like third eye chakra or something like that. But yeah, we can talk after too if you want to you know, talk, we can get more specific too. I'm happy. Sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. These are great. Anything else? All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun for me. I could talk crystals, tarot, and what else was I here talking about? Yoga, of course. Oh, my gosh. I totally spaced on that one. You know, just remember, I've been up since 3.30 this morning. (laughs) But thank you, guys, and happy holidays.
0: This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at ModernMysticShop.com and click on Sunday School.